But I had the last bratwurst at Disneyland. This is a true story. I was in Toontown. I was in Toontown. Toontown? I was hanging out by Toontown. They have a Toontown? There's a Toontown. They don't have that here, I would know. I think they do. No, they do have one there. Like Roger Rabbit, full blown. Yeah, the Toontown in Florida is better than the Toontown out here, I think. Dude, I don't know if there even is one. I don't think there is. I would know. So we're at Toontown. Go on. And I'm I'm waiting in line. There's a security guard at the back of the line. And... He looks at me. He actually looks me over. He's like, all right, get in line. And I'm like, I'm just getting a bratwurst. He goes, I know. There's only one left. There's only one left, so that you, so you're the last person to get it. So I'm like, oh, great. So then I get in line, and he stands behind me. And people are coming up. They're like, there's no more. You, you, it's closed. I'm sorry. So I have the security guard behind me telling people they want bratwurst. I got the last bratwurst in the park. It was great. And then after I got the bratwurst, they to closed down. a riot? Yeah. Attention. T-minus 90 seconds and counting. All systems are go. It's a packed live show tonight. Michael Biscardi is joining uh, as his yes. rightful reigning host of the podcastle yes. again from <clears throat> the old country with Jonathan Asher, Matthew Clark. Welcome. This is the podcastle. We, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Got to give Biscardi a shout out. at like four o'clock in the morning there, <laughs> tearing it up. It There's really? a lot to talk about. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's about uh, what are we pulling here? Got uh, yeah, quarter to four. It's it's wild. It's There's a lot to talk about, right. so I just want to jump into it. Like I rewatched the. Uh, I got to mention this. I rewatched O.J. Simpson. Uh, People versus O.J. No Simpson American Crime Story. It's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, it was on re-watch. Netflix. I watched it in the span of three days. I just kept binge watching over and over, and it holds up. It's that that show is so good. You said, I think I've watched it to death. I haven't put it back on because was, I binge watched it when it, uh, they, they had like a, a marathon probably about eight months ago. Okay. I watched it all then, you know, seven months ago, maybe. And they, they, after basically the season ended, they replayed all of them in, in, in probably a, maybe it was a Memorial Day marathon sort of thing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think I've watched them all too much. Yeah, yeah we did beat that. Now, we want to talk about some news tonight. And who better to discuss topics and kick us off than Man of International Mystery? Um, Sleciousness? Yeah, I don't even know what's really going on right now. I know there's a lot of bandwidth. Well, let's see. We got oh the Silicon Valley High School makes $24, $24 million from the Snap IPO. How do you like that? Ooh. Silicon Valley. 
Sounds like inside you're inside your trading to me. Yeah, Uh-oh. sounds like somebody walked across the street from Snap Inc. and said, here's what to do. Guess what? Here's what to do. Get right uh, It's going to be tremendous. And it's tremendous. Uh, Nobody knows tremendous stocks like I yeah, do. The, tremendous. The Snapchat IPO. I mean, I was going to get in on it too, but it was supposed to come in at like 14 to 16 a share, but apparently it skyrocketed $10 a share. In less than a day, so it, it might be a little too rich for my blood. Yeah, it did. It did, it did skyrocket a little bit. It's gonna fall off Monday, and everyone's gonna gonna regret making that decision of just grab the app. But no, yeah, that's got. But I'm gonna dump it in bed. Pull the rug up, all your losers, and I'll be rich. I'll be rich. I'm a big fat cat now, driving a Bentley, ashing people's heads. I'm a corporate. A tycoon fat cat. An SUV Bentley. Uh, what they else we got going on here? What hey, program. Remind me to ask so, you a car question I have. All right, we get the cars. Uh, so Jeff Sessions in hot water yet again, this time not for racism. Yeah, what is up with this guy? Uh, perhaps he's talking. Yeah, perhaps he was talking about race with the Russians. Okay, so he could be in hot water, according to lawmakers and and uh, pundits. Uh, so he, uh, it, he apparently swore an oath. The hell yeah, is a pundit? He, uh, pundit. Um, yeah, no root of the word pun, I think, is, is uh, relevant to the term. It's like but someone that points out, like, criticizers. Um, yeah. It sounds like, yeah, critic. Sounds like Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Not even necessarily critical, but like an expert, a political expert, finds himself or herself on like Fox as a Fox News contributor or a Huffington Post contributor. So basically, if you put up enough money to contribute to these uh, networks, you become a pundit. Huffington Post is always screaming. An expert in a particular subject or field who is frequently called on to give opinions about it to the public. What? Right. But any of us could be pundits if we became contributors, basically. Oh, yeah. uh, it's like, well, you have loose... the most money involved, so your opinion matters the most. You know what is one of the hottest ones without, without falling too both, far yeah. off the track? But, you know, uh, there's this real hot pundit, and, and her name is Kirsten Powers, and you'll see her on CNN or Fox News. She's more or less a CNN contributor, but you'll find her as, uh, you know, a left-wing argument rep. Uh, oh, she is a looker. She's, and she went out with with Anthony Weiner. Oh, how did that guy get my head that? around that? Maybe, maybe to her, because she's so political, he's like the Bruce Springsteen of her game. Like he's like a rock right. star. Because like, he's been in the news, and it's like, oh yeah, I got Weiner. She's like, she's goofy. <laughs> like, like when Cheryl Crow shagged uh, Eric Clapton. Which yeah. is really hot. Boost her career. He's not. So. Can't anyone be a contributor, though? Like, every news junk, it's like contributor. Yeah, money. money. All it takes is money. It's more of like a blog. Hey, isn't every uh, Huffington Post article like, the world is about to blow up, and then you read it, and it's just like an opinion piece. It's like, like, <laughs> it's like a so half-serious onion. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Sessions. Uh, Sessions. So all the pundits, I guess, are saying he's in hot water because he swore – that he was uh, not in communication with the Russians. Well, it was just uncovered that he was. <laughs> so he lied under oath. You know, but he might not. It seems like the uh, he might resign. The hunter might become the hunted in this political witch hunt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
It sounds like he, uh, yeah, he might resign. That stuff happens a lot. But doesn't it feel with all the news things that we're on a, we're on a Tom Clancy novel? Oh, yeah. And he is who? He's the he is our attorney general. Oh, good. You know, I can't keep the, the cabinet straight anymore. I mean, it's just oh, never every day somebody switch. knew or somebody, yes, or somebody was redistributed to another part of the kitchen, another cabinet yeah. in the kitchen. Right, another uh, another lazy Susan. Um, but I want to talk island. about I, I want to talk about what we can all make perhaps of, of Linda McMahon. We'll put that one on the back burner. Oh. She's the most member of the company. Linda who, who is she? She is the small business secretary. The master okay. of small coins. Yeah. I and, remember uh, you know, her in WWE. There's, no sm- there's nothing small about WWE. No? Why was she the best small? No, I mean, they're big business. Big, big worldwide. Business. Worldwide. They call it the WWE yes. universe, and it's because she pushed to make it global. She wanted to take right. it all over the world. She was like, this will be so big. On the other yeah, side of the world, shows. we can do it. So all why the is world. she representing the small businessman, the little guy? We'll have to talk about. That's that. a good point. Because I think, well, I guess, even though Vince did become the huge juggernaut, like, didn't he start yeah. off, or didn't his dad start off still his as one, one of the little guys? Years ago? Yeah, his was dad was. A, everyone was little when they started. You know. Yeah. He just Except for was the podcast, the so we were giants right out of the gate. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Roy Halladay. This no. is kind of funny. So Mike Pence also under uh, the scrutiny right now, supposedly using his okay. Yahoo AOL or Gmail account to AOL stately business when he was the governor of Indiana. He claims it's not the same as when sec- former Secretary Clinton used her email, which I would have to agree. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody's back into the gubernatorial business of Indiana and threaten national security with whatever they find in his AOL. I mean, what the hell were they talking about? His, his email was, was hacked. I wish they found cute AOL stuff like emojis and like, like chain <laughs> cards, like, Af- like Nigerian princes, like, like a true AOL account. Yes. Yeah. I still have an AOL account. Do yeah, you? I use it for junk. Yeah, junk mail. It's yeah, mine's just for passwords. Junk mail. Passwords and stuff like that. It's tremendous. I um. So bad this. I thought Alex. it was slightly ironic, but then when you break it down like that, Biscardi, it's like, yeah, well, he was the governor of Indiana. He wasn't uh, whatever Hillary was. What was Hillary? Yeah, he was just worried about Hoosiers and. Yeah, I mean, Secretary Wink. of State, Governor of Indiana, not quite the same playing field. I mean, I get it; it's inappropriate, yeah. but what are we gonna, it, it's it's it really doesn't hold any bearing right now. And so according to a study, a lot of uh, power plant runoff, a lot of government employees yeah. use their personal emails for, for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's not yeah. a big deal if you're unless. Like yeah, I mean, if you're, I don't know why you would. Everybody's got an email. Everybody wants if to I share memes. My personal email when I when it was some kind of official quote business, you know, probably. But I'm not a big official person, so I don't think uh, anybody yet. really cares. I want to get in trouble um, for using like an official email and not my personal. Like Matt, you've been using yeah. a secretary of a secretary of defense, a Department of Defense email. You're you know you're not employed by the government. I'm like, yeah, no, it's just as a server. Matthew, how did you get a .gov account? Yeah, you're doing time. <laughs> yeah. 
G0V.gov. I just want to capitalize on Biscardi's time. I, mean, I just want to look at it. Like <laughs> slice him. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, and Michael Moore. I don't know if anybody watched fat ass. his address. I, I thought the president's address was pretty good. Uh, so he, Moore, um, he is, of course, never a happy man, no matter what the no. president it's all he does. Look at him. I'd be miserable, too. Oh, yeah, he's a walrus. Right. But, you know, it's, he's, he's coming down on this woman who was this, the wife of the Navy SEAL who got mixed up in this terrible raid, which was completely botched. Uh, and uh, she was at the speech, of course. She was crying. And he tries to bring up this case. Well, you know, this was this was just a political ploy for Donald Trump. Witch hunt. To, that's all right, a witch hunt. I disagree with that. Yeah, that's yeah not just fair. to make it use her for his own political means. And I don't think that was the case. So I guess Taya, uh, uh, Taya Kyle... Uh, widow of Chris Kyle, she had something. She had some words. Right? Pretty woman too. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm the witch. I, I think. Yeah, you need to be. You know, um, a lot of liberals talk about you know Republicans this and that they're biased, but you know the shoe Actually. is one of both feet. And I fe- felt I felt like I watched the clips. It was it was a very presidential thing to do, and that uh, yeah. it was out of context and, and wrong for more to do that. I think Trump, when he said that uh, about the widow, that her husband's memory, you know, is etched into eternity, uh, was one of the best uh, presidential things that I've ever heard. If if impressed Van Jones, I mean, he must be doing something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it. And that guy's an Uh, asshole. Reginald L. Johnson? (laughs) I would rather be Reginald L. Johnson. That would be real impressive. Yeah. Um, No, it was kind of redemption. The, The travel ban... Yeah, not really off to a great start. Wasn't really well thought out. So this is his yeah. time for redemption. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, here's the thing about yeah. Michael Moore. Um, you would think. You would think that this guy should be Donald Trump's biggest fan. If you ever saw the movie Roger and Me, way back in '89 that he made, and and I did, I saw it years ago. Roger and it was all about hmm. NAFTA. And all these corporate guys that he was attacking and putting in front of the microphone and the camera and exposing uh, them for taking the, the jobs to Mexico and elsewhere. Uh, and here's the guy uh, who wants to, who, right, who, who 20, what, 27 years later, trying to bring those jobs back for the, for the little people who haven't really had a career since then, if you've ever been in Michigan. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I have. But yeah, there's we, no and here's the president that vows to bring him back, and this guy... Doing it. Like, what does Michael Moore want? I don't, I don't know. I don't get See, it. That's one thing I'd if, like. Let's get him on the podcast and ask if we get let's, rid let's of, bring him on here. If we get rid of the Arabs, we're going to have an IT problem. If we get rid of the Mexicans, yeah. we're going to have a maintenance problem. That's just yeah, right. a fact. Yes. Right. And that's like what happened. It was like and, everything was crashing. Computers getting hacked. Right. It's like, oh, shit, all the nerds from India are gone. It's happening. And there's also with jobs, there's too many people. It's not something that like – a Republican yeah. or a Democrat can really fix um, to, to the way it was. Like a lot of those automation is going to get bigger. Like pretty soon you're not going to need employees at like fast food. Right. You know, like you just have to keep doing new things like tax breaks and letting companies like evolve and hire more people. Right. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of IT, absolutely. what is this? Okay, so the Galaxy S8 is on its way. 
Uh, did anybody get a, a ga, anybody you guys are both iPhone guys, right? Anybody try the Galaxy S seven? Apparently, it was a big belly flop. Was that the one that oh, was really? uh, explosive? It was a poop scoop. Yeah, it's it actually a, a banned from some airplanes. When I traveled to Bulgaria the other week, there yes. was a big sign, no S seven. Now I have a Galaxy oh, Note yeah, yeah. ish, uh, which is probably due for an upgrade soon. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. They, but the yeah. The Galaxy was banned. I was on a flight going back. Anybody cut you off? And they said, on the no, loudspeaker, if anybody has a Galaxy, they're prohibited <laughs> this flight. Upboard, upboard, and then I wanted them to say, what? if anyone is still using a flip phone Nokia, please get up so we can hit you in the dick. If anyone has a razor, a Moto razor, jump off the plane as we're 10,000 feet. You are a loser. Please stand up so we can expose you. I love when I flew United to Florida. And Mike made the joke on a previous podcast where he's like, now, you'll notice there's a gentleman in row A8. Oh, yeah. Please pick up everything and hit him as hard as you can. His name is Matthew Clark. When we land, he is the last one that will get off the plane. Uh, Everyone behind him gets off before him. Before him. Hit him. <laughs> hey, Punch do, him. Uh, about the news, just to crowbar this in, Mike, i got to get your opinion on this because we talked about it. Oh. The Oscars gaff. Oh, the gaff. How about Beatty? What a I mean, he's like, Let me explain what happened. My hero, uh, Warren Beatty. I'll tell you if. Um, Dude, he looks amazing. If I ever won an Oscar. Yeah, he does. I mean, the guy, he's no spring chicken, but he's still the baby. He's got that baby face with the white hair now. Yeah, he's, he's, but he's still Bugsy. He's still Dick Tracy. He's still got it. And Dick Tracy uh, will be on a list later on for a segment we have coming up. But yeah, I love I love Warren. Still you know, he's, he's a big lefty. Bullworth. I know he, yeah, Bullworth, he's he's uh, <laughs> took me a while. he challenged the governor for for the gubernatorial race, which he failed on. Oh, oh yeah, shot all about that. Oh yeah, shit. he was fucking for governor of California at one time, but didn't really get it. Didn't really get off on the right. Put him foot. threw him um, down. Yeah, <laughs> he picked him up and put him did, down. Did, did you see his <laughs> Howard Hughes movie Tracy. he did? What? Did you what see? He did a movie. Uh, he directed a movie where he plays Howard Hughes last year. Um, it was like an independent. Yeah, movie. I, I didn't see it. I, I, I didn't I, see I, it. I, oh. I, didn't I didn't know that's even what he played. I have no idea what it was about. Oh, maybe he was even old from like. The, I knew he had a movie out, and it was this big because he was pretty much retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an old guy. He's just, you know, he's like uh, Gene Hackman. He doesn't do movies anymore. Oh, what a what a travesty. Hey, what about Scorsese doing like that crime. Netflix with Pesci and De Niro and all them? Yeah. Um, you know, that's another thing, too. The Oscars even uh, um, made note of, I guess, Netflix won its first Academy Award, yes? Oh, they did. Oh, Stranger Things. Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. Stranger Things. Right. Okay. That guy's speech. Did you hear what? that, dude? No. No, like, I missed that. We will that overcome one. everything with acting. <laughs> we will show people that there is a way to heal through acting. Dang. Sounds he like he's Xanax. Dude, I, I got to look it up, so I'm going to go. Yeah, that's live. funny. I didn't see. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch it live, so I only caught the uh, the highlights of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I have no opinion on the Iranian woman. It's like, whatever. I, I, I'm not going to comment on Who? it. The Persian woman went on and you know, made up the political speech. At the Oscars? Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I didn't. I uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't do anything for me. It's like three hours. It really doesn't it. either. What are, and you know, one of the things is, I I know a lot of aspiring actors, and they can't wait for awards. No, and I want to ask them anything. why. What does it got to do with you? If anything, it all reminds you of of 
where you're not and what you don't have right. and what you may never have. It's a circle so jerk. So what do you want to watch these people who have everything that you want but don't have? Yeah, it's a Hollywood circle jerk. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. not once are they like, hey, thank you out there watching for going to the movies. They're all like, <laughs> right. I like to thank my director who's fantastic. He gave the best head. And my, co- my crew. My crew. My team. My t- <laughs> Joey. <laughs> yeah. My makeup artist. I heard DiCaprio Pete flew Diddy. some. I don't know if this was cheap clickbait or not, but I guess flew somebody out uh, seven on a, like, what, 3,500 miles or something, seven-hour flight to uh, to his eyebrows. He couldn't get oh. the eyebrows better in Hollywood. Yeah, hey, where, that's this, where did you fly him in from? You, you know, yeah, yeah. Congo? Right. Uh, and this Leo. is the guy who's so... Yeah, this is the guy who's just it's a lot of gas. Um, so aware of Leo. right, <laughs> a lot of gas, Leo. right? Yeah, I'm gonna fly him out on a on a rocket just to get my eyebrows done. I th- I uh, I I am the uh, the speech over uh, the face on the Facebook thread there. Oh, I got you. Stranger 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 Stranger. Stranger. Yeah. Acceptance speech twenty three. Oh, he is intense, but, but it's uh, it's it's salacious. I mean, you got to stick with so, him, but he's a little nutty. Yeah. So, um, you know, it apparently was it was anticipated that it was going to be about politics. I don't know how much it was. On behalf of this fearless and talented cast, uh, wow. we would like to thank... Oh, it's so heavy. Uh, we'd like to thank Netflix, uh, Sean, Matt, Ross, and the amazing casting director, Carmen Cuba. Um, and I would just like to say... Wow. It's so heavy. He, it's it's later on, like the last like. That when they feel broken and afraid and tired, they are not alone. We are united in that we are all human beings and we are all together on this horrible. Calm down, Martin Luther King exciting and mysterious ride that is being alive now as we act in the continuing narrative of stranger things we 1983 midwesters will repel okay winston churchill take a break wow we're really losing it uh, yes was it panned were people like dissing it or was uh, he like is he celebrated when i heard that it seems a little over the top like james cameron with titanic which is also on a list later jumping up <laughs> Jumping up and going, the killer! Foreshadowing. <laughs> I, um, I can't remember who was playing it. You know, that I, I heard it like today at some point. And yeah. I think they were kind of inspired by it. I mean, if you, if you, fin- mm-hmm. if you let him passionate. finish, he, he does make a point where, you know, uh, the ability to tell stories can inspire someone to change their life. You know, I mean, that's like passionate. the... Yeah, but like, who doesn't know that already? <laughs> I mean, what are we going to restate the obvious over and over? So uh, I don't know how much political talk was put into it other than the Persian woman. And um, yeah, the Persian woman. But getting back to politics. So, yeah, let's get on to the cabinet. Linda McMahon. Right. Small business. What Linda. is she that? What is the WWE worth now? No and does she still have a stake in it? A lot. Or does she have to give that up and pass it on to... Like, you know, I just think you can still keep children. it. You just can't do, like, operations. Because yeah. I'm sure every president owned things uh, that they were like, you know, I can't... I mean, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can't 
you can't have a conflict of interest. Like you can't conduct other business. Your sole business while you're the president yes. has to be you are the president. So, now, as far as being a cabinet member, uh, I don't know. I mean, senators have other business. You know, they, yeah. Congressmen have stakes in real estate and one, but um, that's not the same level. So, so what is her position in the world wrestling entertainment? Maybe she has a stock. Uh, the UFC was officially sold to an ownership group led by WMEIMG for about $4 billion, the largest acquisition in the history of the sports industry. According to the latest rumors, the sale of UFC has bumped the WWE's worth to an estimated $3.4 billion. And that's as, as of July. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. Billion that's a lot of dough. And do the kids run it? Well, no. Doesn't Triple H pretty much run the business now? Yes. Triple H is married to Stephanie, and him I'm and dirt. Shane kind of run it. Shane behind the scenes. Shane McMahon. Stephanie and Triple H in front of the camera. Uh, so what Linda, is she going to do for the, for the little What's her guy? relationship? She's married to, or she's the daughter of Vince McMahon? Yeah. Linda McMahon, she's the wife. All right. Uh, so uh, Linda is Vince's wife. Okay, so... She looks right. like Hillary. Yeah, I, I think she can do that as long as somebody else, like, runs the front. She can't really, like, but, Right, call. she can't have anything to do with it. Anymore. And she can't um, pass her... her and I, I honestly thought that Vince was going to have some kind of position, but he probably isn't ready to give up his baby yet. Oh, so. you know what? Listen, on Wednesday, Trump announced that he has selected former WWE, enter, WWE CEO Linda McMahon to lead his... Small Business Administration. McMahon is the wife of billionaire WWE promoter Vince McMahon, whose net worth Forbes estimates at $1.16 billion. So she's the former CEO. That's what oh, it was. Okay, so she... Okay. Um, so and what can she do for the, for the little guy? I mean, I'm a small business owner. Make him big? Um, but with a non-performing business. We're just not there yet. It's a startup. What is she going to do for me? Yeah. Well, How can she? What's she going to do for the little guy? Right. Like, what has she done to prove that? Like, what has she taken right. that is small and made it huge? Well, they're up there in Stamford in their executive offices. What do they know about the guy who's down on Main Street? Uh, McMahon was active. Up against. McMahon was active with WWE from 1980 to 2009. During this time, the company grew from a small oh. regional business in, business in the Northeast to a large multinational corporation. Yeah. Oh, I no. Oh. She occasionally made on-screen appearances, most notably in wrestling in a wrestling didn't feud. She, yeah, didn't she do a stupid with her husband? Where, they threw in the storyline that she was going to be. He goes, Linda, I want a divorce. <laughs> yes. I wanted to. And she was like handicapped. She was like crippled. Like yeah. In a wheelchair, like brain dead. Like a, like a oh. vegetable. How I mean, that I'm from? surprised. It was like a storyline. That's at the left. Yeah, it was a storyline where she was. Uh, it, it was it was in the news, I think. It wasn't just wrestling. It was actually in the news where she was supposed to be handicapped and she was like in a catatonic state. And the, it was this family drama. I mean, just to show you how oh. sick Vince McMahon is willing to get, I think he even wrote into the storyline, but the rest of the family wasn't on board with it, that he had, like, an illegitimate child with his own daughter. I'm like, this family really is sick. That <laughs> is sick. Those family reunions are a little fucked up. 
It's like, what happened to wrestling? John, you got a fireplace. <laughs> so I'm surprised. I'm just surprised that that the left hasn't really taken pot shots yet on, on, on this choice, as they have with all the others. On uh, the fans. Uh, yeah. Point, on, point. on Jeff Sessions. Are they on, thinking uh, that maybe Linda McMahon will give some of her billions to the small businesses to make them grow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's a good idea. That would work. Yeah. That would be really generous. Wouldn't that be that very nice? Generous. Very nice. Very salacious. This guy, McMasters, I've got a good positive feeling about. Uh, a guy I know is commander. Yeah. Back in Desert Storm. Oh, so no. he said, yeah, McMasters is a good guy. He's my commander. Go way back. And what did they hire him as? Uh, so, uh, national security. Oh, it? national security. Yeah. He's qualified. Well, yeah. Is he? What makes yeah. one qualified? Desert Storm. Well, mm -hmm. all right. We went over there. We of course got Mad Dog, Mad Dog Mattis. I got some. Uh... Who's Mad Dog Mattis? General Mattis, former General Mattis. And it's actually interesting. I mean, he really stretched out his career. He, his career spanned over 40 years. And uh, actually, they had to make an exception for him because there's a, there's a rule, I guess, a, a regulation where to become a Secretary of Defense, you have to have some civilian time, some breathing time, where you, you know, some downtime. Uh, but he went yeah. into the, right. He became a Secretary of Defense within like three years, I think of retiring and they had to make arrangements for him to to do that by i guess signing some kind of a waiver because typically you have to have i think seven years or something so they had to make some oh. concessions for him yeah, yeah. Some, some alterations right. some adjustments some, some uh some headings so i don't know if you guys want to jump into this i put together a little quiz not quiz more of a, a an op-ed piece of uh some, some films that were very successful at the time over the course of history. Op-ed piece. And I wanted to pitch them to you and tell me, in a little segment we like to call, Do These Films Still Hold Up? Ooh, I'm excited for this one. I'm real yeah. pumped because this, this is a, a very deep and twisted it's category. One, it's a big It's one. a good one. He's got a big you one. You know that. Because I, I was watching some flicks the other night, and I was like, yeah, this, this is not as good as I remember as a kid. Oh. Uh, uh, some are even better. Oh, I'll, I'll I tell you. I understand it. Now they're great. The first one. And quick question about that. Yeah. We were talking about Netflix before we get into it. Yeah, yeah. please. So, query. So query. Do you guys, do you, are you guys surprised that Netflix has kind of taken over for not just the networks, but also the, the studios as well? I mean, it, we're getting almost to the point where Netflix, things could go straight to Netflix and not be treated the same as like a, you know, a straight to DVD movie, which is never going to the Oscars. Right. Yeah, uh, I I think that you're gonna yeah. see more of that. Um, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I think there's like a Steven Seagal straight to DVD movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before it was a joke. It was like, oh, we're right to DVD. Now it's like, oh, it's right to Netflix, and it's yeah. Scorsese's coming out. Scorsese is coming out. Uh, about the Irish guy. Uh, yeah. In oh, the next I can't month wait or so. Iron, Iron Fist. Hundred million dollars. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So here's some flicks. Go ahead. I wanna... No, no, let's let's do it. All right, I just want to get your opinion. First one, we'll start off with Michael, and we'll get John's, and then so forth, so on, back and forth, 
Slice book. Mm-hmm. Slice so the first one I'll is this was the largest movie of all time. Now it's number two. 1997's Titanic. Uh, today, does it still hold up, Michael? Your thoughts? No. Yeah. I, I, know, I don't. I. I mean, it depends on what level, I and mean, that's debatable. Obviously, uh, it was amazing effects. I mean, it's we're talking about James Cameron here, but. Yeah, I think it's been seen so many times that it's one of those movies where, number one, it's so long. Right. I, uh, which, you know, so Godfather. Two VHS tapes, yep, just like Godfather, right, just like right. the Ten Commandments. But that still holds water, right? Right. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's not a movie I've been itching to watch. Lately. But then again, maybe if I saw it on television, I would stop. Drop. Would I watch it front to back? No. Yeah, it's, a long it's not a front to back movie. But then again, right now, Bill Paxton with terrible uh, tragedy. And the movie, maybe it would uh, be something that we'd want to commemorate. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to talk about yeah, him. I'd rather watch Tombstone, but now I'm going to say no. Interesting. Three, three times that movie Tombstone came up this week. Hmm. I don't know if I should watch it because uh, you're the third person to mention that movie in some conversation this week. But yeah, John, what about you? I, agree. Uh, I just don't think that's a bear. Uh, Tombstone? Oh, Tombstone, not Blasphemous. I thought you meant Titanic. Oh, that would be Blasphemous. Seen it a lot. I, uh, I think I've seen that movie in the last 10 years, and I remember watching it thinking, hmm, if this came out today, it would be like... A little on the cheesy side, just uh, just a tiny smidge. Definitely not the DiCaprio you see today. Right, but he's still no, good he's enough play those parts. that you would like right. sit through it because it's a historical, you know, it's a story, it's history, right. and he's good enough, and so is she, and what's his face as the villain. Yeah, you stick through right. it. It's, it's a yeah, weird Billy's kind of hold on. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zane, but you really wouldn't Zane see him. Be, he doesn't have he, he's this is zesty. Yeah, he's not corny anymore. DiCaprio wouldn't do something. You're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. And, and you didn't cry at the end. I mean, when I did it when when he, he fell in the water. I, people I were all like bawling. I'm like, this this just looks kind of silly. I was like, you idiot. Yeah. There was room for you on the door. There's Get up. Right. Get up and float. Right. You door. Yeah. It yeah. was a little silly. Martyr. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next one on the list, John, I'm going to ask you this one. Uh, Last of the Mohicans. Have you seen it? No. Never seen it. Last me. Okay. We'll skip it then. What year did I that come out? Actually, Mike, what do you think about Last of the Mohicans? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yes. John, we'll get to you in the next one. I know you've seen the next one. And, for, and part of that is it, it still holds up. part to the soundtrack. It does it still hold up. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, the soundtrack is chills. Is it as good as the Titanic soundtrack? Better. Last of the Mohicans? Well, Last of the Mohicans, Daniel Day-Lewis, he has... Yeah. The soundtrack oh. is... They incorporate a lot of the instruments of the time, like the fiddle and the... Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's Damn. The whole movie is beautiful. Beautifully shot. Who did Last of the Mohicans? It was... Uh, Mohicans. Uh, uh, Michael Mann. Corner, but the director was... Directed uh, Michael by Man. Michael oh, Mann. Corner. I think it was... Michael Mann. 1992. Mm-hmm. 
All right, John, tell us if this movie still holds up. And where's Michael? This is Doubtfire. Oh, you originated Doubtfire. I think so, because it's Robin Williams, like, at his best, doing, like, a million characters. Um, and, you know, you're in on the secret with him. Uh, yeah, I think it holds up, purely just because of Robin Williams. I think almost everything he does uh, holds up. Yeah. Even Aladdin. Oh. But can't we agree that movie would never get made today? A man dressing up as a woman to play with kids. People be like, it's disgusting. It's immoral. It, it, it's, it's, it's against the transgender. I can't. I can't do it. Like, it's it's it, was, it, was a, it was a reality show. Right, but if that came today, you know, there'd be so much, like, shit around it. You know, at the time, it was, like, funniest movie ever. But yeah. now, it'd be like, oh, it's, it's so disgrace. many people would be offended. Mike, what do you think? That still holds up? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Michael, this one starts off with you. I know you've seen this. One of my faves. Oh, there it is. There it is. Mohiques. You gotta watch the ending. Uh, Con Air, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. So good. I love that movie, and I get angry at people who say it's not good. Do you I'm fly, like, Buchacho? No. Then remember that when you look at her, because if your dick your jumps dick out of your pants, out of your pants, you jump out of this plane. <laughs> so Steve <good>. Buscemi. <laughs> Garland Green. Define I am talking semantics. Got a few more here. John, does the original Batman, the original, uh, not the original of all time, but the uh, original Batman. one, Michael Keaton from 1989, does that hold up? Yes. I mean, Everything holds up. Nicholson, Keaton, I watched it. Maybe a month ago, it's the scene where Michael Keaton's at Vicky Vale's apartment and Joker shows up and he's kind of walking around talking about, or he, he kind of like surprises her. And Michael Keaton gets into this story, Bruce Wayne gets into this story about this kid, this sloppy kid who just like yeah. can't, can't follow the rules and like, you know, what happens to him, he, and he smashes that mask on the, on the mantle and he grabs yeah. the fire poker and he's like, come on, let's get nuts. And then Joker just pulls out a gun and shoots him. And then shoots him. <laughs> Think about yeah. the future. That's a great flick. Wait if I get a load of me. All right, Michael. Uh, what I disagree. Think? I think it's terrible. Oh, I thought that's what you were asking me. I was. No, I don't. I don't believe it does. Uh, I can Basinger, Bassinger. Nobody knows. Um. Still holds water. I, I don't know if anybody caught Fifty Shades Darker, but she still looks good. Oh, really? From plastic surgery, well. but she still looks good. Yeah, yeah. She ages like a fine line. Well, into her 60s. Not saying I'd do anything with her, but I, would. I, I can watch her. She's easy on the eyes. Very much so. So, Michael, the next one on the list, one of your faves, but does it still hold up the integrity of cinema? Dick Tracy. Oh, absolutely. I, I wish absolutely. they had made another one. Hey, it's let me ask you this. Do you think they should... Warren Beatty originally wanted to make that like a violent flick, like a Scarface kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of ridiculous. All the same actors. A big gun yeah. fight with all the Tommy guns, but there was no blood. Yeah, but it just still holds up, though. You know, when yeah. they get shot... Like William Forsythe is dancing when he's getting shot, but there's no bullet hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm right. shot. I'm shot. Right. John, does it still hold up? I uh, love Dick Tracy. I mean, just the first like 
60 seconds where all the f- names, all the yeah. cast names are appearing as the yeah. camera's panning dun, over dun, the, dun, dun, the dun, town. Dun, dun. You're, yeah. you, you get a, a, a directorial boner. A directorial, yeah. you do? Right, and the four, cars in that movie. I, I love Madonna's oh, 36. Yeah. Oh, the pink the, one? The three seaters. The big purple, purple one. Rose. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. Good kid. All right. I got four more here, and I'm going to just uh, preface the next one by saying I believe, and John, this is back to you, I believe this is a very fun ride and a great movie to watch. However, looking back, I think it's a little poorly shot. Maybe a little kind of corny. However, I love the flick. What do you think? This holds up the film Scarface. <gasps> All right. So. I saw Blow before I saw Scarface. And I love Blow. I was a huge fan. And my brother was like, oh, God, you got to see Scarface. It's almost like it's very similar. And I was like, okay. So I watched it, and I came away, and I was like, well, that was made in, like, the 70s, I guess, or, like, the early 80s. 83, yeah. And and Blow was made in, like, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, there was parts of Scarface that looked kind of crappy. I was like, okay, I can see yeah. why everyone thinks this movie was so great, but there's, it's very like yeah. old and, and clunky. Uh, but I still think it holds up. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> Just it's because definitely. you have to go into it with that in your mind that like it was in the set. Like It was a long time ago when this movie was made. Yeah. I get such a kick, speaking of blow, good. <laughs> out of I mean, the, some of the actors that they get to play the characters that they do. For example, Ray Liotta, great-looking guy, plays uh, Henry Hill. Henry Hill says, oh, I thought he should have won an asking for it. Well, of course you think. So you're an ugly melt with your yeah. you know, face like a catcher's mitt. Right. You know, Ray Liotta made you look good. And, uh, and George Jung, the real George Jung, I don't know what he's doing with his life now. Not a he Violated he was, parole. Yes. Like an idiot. Oh, he did. So maybe he's back at Fort Dix. Um, maybe. Back yeah. doing time. But not a good-looking guy, you know, pretty pretty rough around the edges. And Johnny Depp plays rough him. paper out. You know. Yeah. I always get such a kick out of the movie stars. They get to play really ugly people. Oh, yeah. If you see George Jung, even at the end of Blow, they show what he looked like in real life. Exactly. You're like, oh, it's kind of scary. You're like, yeah, I was watching beautiful Johnny Depp all, you know, for two hours. And then they throw this troll in front of us. You know, it's like watching Tom Cruise, and then they show me. Yeah, it's I like mean, the Dep, other way around. Tap, do you get worried that's what you're going to, like, turn into? You're going to grow up to be this <laughs> swollen right. rat, rat of a man? Yeah, because you played this, because you're just a method actor. You know, he's like, he's, like, going broke. Yeah, it, mismanagement of funds. Yeah, right. but did he spend, like, 30000 a month? A yeah, week? He's, yeah, he's crazy with the wine. Jesus. thirty grand a week on wine. Like, he was spending money like he was going to have a Pirates of the Caribbean movie every year paycheck. Yeah. That didn't didn't really happen. No, No. it did not. Now is he going to start putting out, like, crap, like Nicolas Cage, like, just all these Johnny Depp movies just rapid fire. He's got to get back to, like, Donnie Bosco roles and and, and get away from the, The like... The, the campy and, like Timber. How is he stuff. so abusive? I mean, he's he seems like such an anti-violent person in real life. You know, yeah. his whole thing is just drop acid and chill. Oh yeah, uh, he's never. You know, he's the only movie star who's never had to be beefed up for a role. He's never needed an ounce of muscle. Yeah. Um. 
You know, he's just behind closed doors. Yeah, and he's still considered the prettiest guy in Hollywood by many. Yeah. Um, but he's like I said, he's not a big guy. He's not a very scary, menacing he's looking not guy. But apparently, he beats on not juicy. And the women can't take him. Yeah, usually the real dick are the ones who beat on women. Um, you know what yeah. movie I, I always reference when people bring up the term it holds up or it doesn't hold up is the movie Mannequin because I think that's the first oh, yeah. movie I watched. The first movie I watched where I realized, oh my god, I love this as a kid, but it's fucking stupid right now. And I'm like, you know, a te- <laughs> like a teenage, like 19, 20. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I watched it like 10 years later. Dumbest fucking movie in the world. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. Mannequin? Vaguely. I don't. Oh. I don't remember it. I remember, like, all I remember from that movie is the mannequin comes to life, they fall in love. Yes. And the guy's like, how about a cappuccino? And I watched it when I was a kid. Yep. And I was like, Mom, what's a cup of Chino? <laughs> and she's like, what's Chino? I was like, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. And i like, oh, it's Chino. It. The movie sucks. Because yeah. that's no, basically, I don't remember it. That's basically all that happened in that movie. The rest I don't of it. remember it. The rest of it was like a 30-minute um dance party throughout the mall at night when the mannequin oh, could yeah. come alive. That was like the whole movie. That's it the title of tonight's show. Painful. Back. Uh, I watched the Minions fine. I'd never seen Despicable Me. I'd never uh, seen the Minions. Best. But yeah, the trailers are cute. I actually cute. enjoyed it. It yeah, was a good. silly movie that I yeah. really liked. I thought it was yeah. good. Dude, Despicable Me is great. Cute, really cute. They're Steve huge. Carell. They're yeah. huge. No one can make movies like Bob Iger. They're huge. Uh, no, I, I, I do hear great things about, about those flicks, man. Uh, Michael, let's ask you what you think of... I'm just going to give you the tagline for this. and everyone, The audience is going to know what it is. Does this film still hold up? And the tagline is, Houston, we have a problem. Does it still hold up? Oh. I don't know. Uh, the reason I put this on the list is I, I watched it recently. My vote is that it holds up. Pretty good flick. I guess it does. I mean, I have nothing bad to say. We're talking Tommy but Hanks. We're that's talking it. Sinise. We're talking, talking Eddie. Bill and once again, the late Bill Paxson. Paxson. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's a can't miss in my uh, dictionary. I, yeah, I guess, I guess it does. But that's uh, not the I movie I just said. It. There's been a mistake, actually. I meant <laughs> to say Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's actually the real question, everybody. Oh. Let, let me just explain to the listeners what happened. I wasn't trying to be funny. Uh, I got the list here. The card said Apollo 13, <laughs> best film of 1995. And I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, Forrest Gump. This, this is for you. Really, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. John, what do you think? Apollo 13? Houston, we have a problem. I, I don't think see why so. Not. I haven't seen yeah. it in like the Deus Años. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not itching to watch it again, but I guess yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of am after Ed Harrison in Westworld. I'm kind of mm-hmm. interested to see it again cuz mm. I have more of an appreciation for him. And I forgot yes. he's he's in he is Houston. I love Ron he Howard's brother in that movie. He's so nerdy. <laughs> yes. That can't happen. It's got to be instrumentation. He was in the ice He was in the Ice Cream Man. He's in Austin yeah. Powers. You and I watched that. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Johnson. Right, two, two more here, Jonathan. Uh, oh, John, do you think Apollo 13 holds up? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I need to watch it again. Oh, you're in Florida, though. I just assumed Apollo 13 was just streaming at every drive-in. And they're like, no, Cape Canaveral's not far from here. Let's just watch this. It is right up the road. It's funny. I remember the Challenger taking off in 1985 down in Cape Canaveral. Uh, but I don't remember watching it blow up. 
on television. Yeah. Interesting. You mentioned that. That's a really interesting story. Oh, sounds um, no, that is old. I do talk about that old. And John, would have kicked this off. That's more news. Yeah, Taurus going to the moon while we're talking about. Oh yeah, that's Virgin like Galactica. Wonder what that costs. All right. Sixers beat the Knicks, one hundred five, one hundred two. <laughs> yes. Sixers. All right. Last one. Last one. We're gonna put this one in the bag. Uh, uh, this this category. Uh, but I'm really curious about this. I love this game. I love this. I love this film. I love it. Some people may have different opinions, but John. We'll kick off with you. Does the film Dances with Wolves still hold up? I say no, but uh, <gasps> you're not asking me. Oh my God. Well, it's a discussion. Let's all preach. Wow. What does it hold, hold up a bit? I've always loved this movie, but I, I, get, I get the reason. I, I say no. That's just me. First of all, I don't like it. You know, you're not well, asking me. I'll let you what, do, what, oh, does, what does qualifying? What does holding up? You know. Yeah, what, that's a good question. Okay, like, is it still we, as good we, today we to as it was? System. Is it still as good as a flick today? If it came out today as it was when it first came out, I mean that movie was um, all. That's over the a place. totally different ball game right there. Because they all look Apollo old. 13, is it still a good movie? Today. Is it still as good as when you first you saw it for the first time? Okay, that's if you enjoyed uh, it. I'll stick to my original answers, I guess. Uh, the dances with will with wolves is is a no for me. I, no. First of all, I hate the scene where they shoot the wolf. It drives me nuts. I, I don't. No, like that's that. bad. Yeah. Ooh. Two Wolfies. socks. Two socks. Dos socks. I uh, Dos? I haven't seen I Dances with Wolves since sixth grade. Okay, not not last one. But again, not itching to watch it. I just I just don't. It's know. a long one, isn't it? It's an epic. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit long. I think there's only one line in the movie I really like. It's when uh, whoever played Harvey Firestein and uh, in uh, Entourage and the guy from uh, My Cousin Vinny says, I've just pissed my pants. And there nobody can do anything about it. <laughs> oh. So tonight, you think I don't know. I happen to be generous moon and I'll grant your boon. You see that peasant out there? He calls himself Tibbins. He's going to Fort Center the afternoon to take you with him. That is all. So tonight, I never understood that scene as a kid, and it kind of uh, yeah, neither scared. Did I. And then I later, I watched either. it. I watched it not too long ago, and I realized, no, he had syphilis. He was an alcoholic. He was insane. Uh, but as a kid, I was like, Dad, what, what is this? Yeah. yeah I was like, why is he shooting himself? I didn't get it either. He went insane. And uh, okay. as a kid, though, I was like, what? I don't understand. What is this? What about if hey, this? Had movie, you not mentioned that, I probably still wouldn't have thought about it. If this movie a, came out today, no, Grant Boone. Sorry. What's up? If Footloose came out today, would that? Uh, what, didn't they just redo oh, no, it again? It doesn't hold up. Yeah, it made like $7. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend. That was such a great Yeah. God, it's such a great movie. So was the second one. Wait, How about Mystic River? Would it hold water today? Like, could they redo it? You know, I don't know. That's real 80s humor. In that what, movie. Which flick? Bernie's? Yeah, could it be done? People would be like, it's stupid. You would need to make yeah, it like dirty. Exactly. Bernie has sex exactly. with somebody, or you know, right. it had to be like Zach Galifianakis, and he's yeah. like something like that. What about it this? Was, it's tremendous. Cocktail. Cocktail definitely couldn't be made today. No. Um, again, Cocktail. it's eighties movie, 80s club, eighties music. Remember, do you remember Kokomo? How long that was a hit for? Oh, about, like four years. What about Daryl? 
Daryl Hannah? The movie D A R Y L. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. Was my brother Daryl? Was my other brother Daryl? Yeah, what is that? Space Camp. All right, Space. <laughs> I know, I know, we're getting late there, so I want to, I want to keep narrowing it in for, for, uh, for, the, for, the, for the ownership of not only the listeners but the ownership of homes, home ownership, something I know absolutely oh, nothing about. <laughs> But you guys are homeowners, and I want to talk about some. Yeah. some uh, I'll probably have to buy a home in the next year or so, two years. You guys are there. Mike has done it. John is in the pro. John has done it and is in the process of moving in. Is it a pain in the ass? Do you do you get angry with people with preach? Because uh, I feel like it, it's a very stressful thing where I'd be like, "No, that's too expensive." Are you kidding me? It's it's it's, it's twenty years old. It, there's something well, every day. Um, just recently today. Yeah. My dad offered to go over, replace our family room ceiling fan, uh, and take the, remove the, the ceiling fan, replace it with a new one, take the one that he removed, and put it outside on the porch. Right. So we're like, yeah, sure. He's like, oh, I got nothing to do. You know, I'm here. Your, your mother and your aunts are at the, the beach, so just give me something to do. So he went over there. And he brings his dog, uh-huh. this stupid little mini poodle. And uh, the shit all over the place, I believe. Yep. And he, it went upstairs, shit, Ooh. and the guys that had been putting in the second story floor, oh, the new hardwood floor, didn't know, didn't see it, mm. and were stepping and tracking it after they just mm. laid down the hardwood floor. Oh my goodness, that should be on HGTV. Oh. What a story. And what do I yeah. do? Um, because I'm thankful damn. that my dad, you know, uh, did the fans. Yeah. But what the fuck is he but doing? But now you got shit tracked all over the house. Uh, luckily, they cleaned it up, the workers, but I think they were pretty pissed. Why did you have to bring your dog to the uh, job site? I, I'm like, why? Yeah, what is? what was the point? What was the benefit? I mean, of isn't there beach the here? What does it want to be in the house for? Couldn't you let it run around outside? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Or he uh, could have just left her at home. Mm-hmm. So there's just something every single day. There's something that could go wrong, almost you know, almost goes wrong. It's very attractive when you're on whatever Truly or Zillow when you're house hunting and you see a project because it's cheaper than all the other homes. Yeah. And of course, you know, they got to sugarcoat it, these real estate agents, by saying, uh, don't miss on this opportunity. All it needs never. is a little TLC. Right. But yes. not everybody really. Just a little elbow, it's not please. that we're. Right. It, it's not that we, we're incapable of that, of loving. It's just we're not really qualified, some of us, for all that TLC, but we don't care. We just figure, oh, I, you know, put some quick fix. I'll figure it out. Lipstick. I'll figure it out. You know, it'll uh, be fine. It costs that much. I'll get a handyman, yeah. but it's always more than you think. Um, always, you know, it hey, just keeps it's piling up, right. And adding up, and then it's like, oh, right. well, if you want to do that, you have to get nine things underneath that lit, that top right. priority in order to perform that top priority. It's like, right. oh, and, well. And- Shit. And you saw the new construction, and it looked so great, a perfectly clean house that needs no work. But, uh, nice. damn, I just don't have that much money. I can't, I can't 
test. Hack that that nut. I, I can't come up with the scratch, you know. So you I got to buy the fixer upper. But you're still shelling out the diligence the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's oh, that's mortgage. been the, uh, it's exciting though. That's Getting a mortgage this, is such a pain in the ass. It's mortgages. Weighing our options, going, what can we what can we afford? What can we do on our own? What can't we afford for like a year? What mm-hmm. can we afford in six months? It's like right. uh, all of a sudden like the math tape. starts filtering in. Right. I live in a tent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be out on the porch in my I think uh, hammock. I think when I buy a house with the lizards. A home. Yeah, I'll try to do things myself to save money, but I won't know what I'm doing. So I'll be like, you just knocked out the second floor. I'll be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Can, I get a, can I get a ball with you? You have paint blotches all over your carpet. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool. It's a new look. It's I'm a new look. <laughs> You're painting the car. That's not even part of the house. I don't know what I'm doing. Can someone, can they just, can the government just send someone and fix it? Drinking paint. Let me no start door. Over. Yeah, the last one was broken. I thought it'd be cool. We don't need one. Is, is now a good time uh, to get real estate? Now is still a good time. It's not as great as it was, I guess. You know, as soon as the economy, um, you know, really takes off, it's, of course, harder to get a home. Now, when the market crashed, it was a great time to buy a home, particularly in Florida. But there was no loan. If you had cash, there were no, nobody, no bank was lending money. So now interest rates are really good. It's a great time to get a mortgage because Brexit actually had a huge impact on the mortgage rates. Brexit. You you could get, you know, a fixed rate for 3% and you're never going to beat that any other time. It's incredible. Brexit, yeah, that's why I really hope that all the other European countries bail out too because for whatever reason, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what exactly, I'm not an economist. Maybe Ben Stein is the answer. It's I heard Germany bank. does it though. That it's it's done. They're pretty much. Germany is carrying all. Europe. Yeah, Germany is carrying Europe. I mean, the the, the people in Germany no. oh, yes, pay okay. a lot of taxes. It's, it's okay. Here you go. Here's some more money. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the whole world will be in debt to Germany. It's like their second attempt, a right. smarter <laughs> attempt to take over. Yes. They'll be all right. Be in There's debt. no such thing as being homeless here. So Germany's yeah. carrying yeah, yeah, carrying so well. the continent. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, there are a couple of hotels that house refugees um, in the area of Frankfurt. And, what a uh, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. They're basically old hotels, I guess, that the state took over, and that's where they're housing the refugees. What a great story of redemption. Yeah. Right. Is it like really shooting ourselves in the toe. <laughs> <laughs> right in the big toe. Like Louis C.K. He's like, oh, there was this war. Or no, is that Robin Williams? Someone, he's like, and Germany decided to start a war with the world. <laughs> with the world. I would move to Germany during a world war. They would never get involved in a war. They're just too, wait a second. Too neutral. So, homeowning, tweet us. I haven't said this yet. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. Tweet Michael Biscardi at Biscardi Jr. John at JDH272PSU. And uh, myself, Kingman Franz. Uh Rats. We got two more things I want to jump into real quick. Uh, you guys have seen Walking Dead. Are you, is everyone up to the oh. snuff? I am, yeah. Hey, how about Eugene? Uh, he said everything you wanted him to say to Finally. Negan. Yeah. Are you? I'm Negan. I'm Negan even before I even got here. Before I realized I was Negan. I just need you to. He played the game like a fiddle. Yes. And he is on top. 
And now he's running things. Hey, what what Negan said? We're, we're, we're both Negan. We're, we're both Negan. What Negan said? Well, you don't have to be scared anymore. Like you're here. You're one of us. Yeah. That kind of gave me a sense of like connection with Negan, where I'm like, even though he's a psychopath, like a Hitler of the post-apocalyptic world, he still has a sense of like order. Like you, know, you don't need to be scared. You're one of us now. Like we're, yeah. this is cool. And when you're, you're the only doctor. Yeah, it's you're a, a good, made guy. It, it's a good deal if you like living under the guise of yeah, you're made guy under the guise of fear. Man. They can get anything they want there. It's like uh, feudalism. You know, everybody works for the greater good. Yes. And he's kind of the king. Yeah, it's very interesting. Really good episode. I never thought uh, Eugene would be able to carry. Well, it's Eugene, Eugene and Dwight, basically. Uh, how great was it at the beginning when they were just beating the shit out of Dwight and Negan's oh, yeah. just standing there? Oh, that bat with the bat on the shoulder. Just Do you watching. think Jeffrey Dean Morgan gets a backache from all those lean backs that he's doing? It's like every oh. time he talks, it's like he's yeah taking a selfie or something. Oh, oh that. Yeah, leaning yeah. back. He's taking a selfie with Lucille. <laughs> oh, that is Jeff. Yes. <laughs> you need to shut that shit down, Rick. That right, big shut pile that shit down. Shit no right question. There. How about when he threw the doctor in the, 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 the furnace? I know. <laughs> oh, my. He's still God. so weak looking, though. I mean, it really, he really, he looks him. like he hasn't put any any weight on since he played uh, deaf, a tuberculosis-stricken uh, hero. Of, yeah. Well, from Texas Rising. Texas Rising. He's a great actor. Texas oh, I love him. It just happens to know that he does lean back. Where are all the zombies of The Walking Dead? What happened to The, the Walking yeah, Dead? What, what, what's, this, what's the show about now? It's I don't think there the was world. a zombie in the last episode. There was like one, right? There, there are no zombies anymore. I mean, even the ones that they had on the last oh, yeah, episode, they're, they're decaying so much that they'll just be dust. So oh, that yeah, would they're be... just drooping apart. And then, mm-hmm. uh, what's his face? Eugene has the, the molten metal or whatever the hell it was, the, li- the liquid metal. The T-1000 stuff poured all over the zombies so they don't fall apart. Yeah, they're they're trying to make them like an army. Yeah, they're like invincible. That zombie was scary that Rick fought with all those spikes. Oh, yeah. What was his name? Bilbo or uh, Wilson? Willis? Volleyball. Wallace? Willie Wallace. (laughs) Yeah, what is that? Woodrow Wilson. (laughs) Yes, the 21st president. I was under the impression that Walt this time Whitman. our meeting would cease and our arrangement with Negan <laughs> would be over. I report directly to Negan. And now you're going to start doing I want to start talking like uh, to Negan Eugene everyday situations. <laughs> the most long-winded, drawn-out. Sir, would you like the latte large or grande? I believe my first day of my demands when I came in here and I mentioned <laughs> that I wanted a grande. I report directly to your supervisor and I believe that I need to get the coffee. <laughs> There's a line behind me and every time you wait a second before getting mad, so I suggest you start getting that caramel mixing and put the extra shot of espresso in there. Thank you very <laughs> much. Grande, that would be most satisfactory at this juncture. <laughs> I love how he pulled out the old lie that he told Abraham about how he is fire with fire. You know, like, I have the secret to defeat these things, and it was oh, the yeah. same lie he told Abraham to, like, save him. 
Exactly. So but here's the thing. Right he proves it. that he actually was smart in this. Now, I, I, that's yes. funny because I was watching it and I was trying to think, wait a minute, what did he lie about? Did he lie about his sense of direction, that he knew where to go in, in D.C. or Arlington? Or what? Yeah. I remember he did lie and he's he was trying. caught. So what is he doing now? But he proved himself. He, he, he did he validate himself. Yeah, he made bullets. So what's the real story? Can we please well, incorporate? he just didn't have anything in D.C. I would right. actually. It was I a would, part of a right. team. Yeah. Right. Right. The genome project. Yeah, the genome project. I couldn't remember. I kept thinking GMO. <laughs> Can we please incorporate the phrase "Make America Great Again" into The Walking Dead? Like, oh. doesn't it? Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that blow your mind if Negan's like, "We're here to make America great again." Oh, I would. My head would explode. Yep. Like, this is <laughs> great. Let me just write a check to right. Walking Dead. Yes. So, right. All right. Wormhole would open up. Jonathan, I'm going to give you the 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 the, the uh, 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 microphone, if I may, to to wrap this up into a sports with John. Oh, uh, if if, if you're ready, I, I know it's getting I'm late. I, this has been a solid show so far. And I just want to want to do the do the do the thing with the nasty foot. <laughs> um, I certainly believe that I have a a, a certain uh, will that I can be doing. Hold on a second. Okay, so. I don't know if you guys have heard about the madness that's going on with Clark, your Los Angeles Lakers. Mm, Magic Johnson? No, the Bus family. I'm not aware. Okay. It's L.A. Nobody talks about sports. Hold on. <laughs> Nobody works. It's just a place for a celebrity to go see celebrities, a Lakers game. Yeah, of course. You go see Jack. So there's three kids that own 66% of the Lakers. It's like a fam it's a family trust that they inherited from Jim Bus, who just died like a couple of years ago. Alright. Alright. Three trustees own sixty six percent, Jim, Johnny, and Jeannie. The older brothers feel like they have control over that sixty six percent of the family trust. But Jeannie is the controlling owner. Uh to control though you have to be on the board of directors. And they're elected every year. They vote Genie as controlling owner since 2013 when the dad died. They haven't voted yet this year for some weird reason to affirm her as controller. It's basically just a formality, but it's written in the trust. So Jim and Johnny have to make sure she stays as the owner. That's their job to keep their percent. Yeah. And she's filing a suit saying that they aren't doing that because they want her out. Oh my God. Did you what understand drama? any what of the? that? Not really. What the? But that's not saying what about me. Right before we jumped on the air, I was listening to ESPN <laughs> Radio. And Sarah Spain uh, drama. explained oh, that, drama. and I was trying to type it as she was talking. Uh, so I may not have been a good stenographer. No, no it, was a good, it was a good stenography. In other news, a... <laughs> beef stenogony. Ooh. Uh, the verdict Friday after the Boston Red Sox ace had his sore left elbow examined by prominent orthopedic, orthopedic surgeons, Dr. James Andrews, which is always a bad sign. If you have to go to Dr. Andrews, you're usually screwed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, David Price is expected to rejoin the Red Sox at their spring training camp Saturday in Fort Myers, Florida. Ah, uh, everybody thought he that. was going to be like out for the year and that <clears throat> he was in a lot of trouble. So this is crazy. Ben Zobrist, pitcher for the Cubs yeah. now, 
But did you know that two years ago he was a pitcher for the Royals, brought them their first championship in a shitload of years. This last year brought the Cubs their first championship for the first time in a hundred and something years. And now he's going for a three-peat. Who is he? Who is he playing for? Meticulous. Ben Zobrist. He was playing oh. for the Royals, then the Cubs. Still in the Cubs. Do you think this is cubby. stupid? Pittsburgh Steelers running back says his team would have defeated the Patriots in the AFC title game if he had stayed healthy. No, not true. It's like, Brady can't stop him. But you didn't stay healthy. Like, like how can like yeah. why would you say that? Mm. It's part of the game, buddy. I don't like it when they say. I think they sound silly when they say that. Yeah, you got to um, stay in the game. And that <gasps> it was brief. It's actual. Wait, hold on, hold on. All right. I did open a pack, and let's go hey. through Ooh. and see. All right, baseball cards with John. S segment, we got some. Oh, oh. Hold on, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna announce the uh, the interesting players. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna keep a funny one, funny name, and a funny looking, and then two really good players so far. Oh, before uh, before we go after this, remind me to mention a GoFundMe I set up for Biscardi tonight that I didn't push until <laughs> I spoke with you, but it's it's good. It's right in the meantime, talk, speaking of sports, so what's with Colin Kaepernick now? All of a sudden, he's uh, Oh, oh, yeah, he's standing now. Uh, he's standing for the he just, he vows to stand for the 2017 season. Because he's a free agent. He needs to be uh, standing in line at the... <laughs> he needs to be standing in line at the... Uh, he's at, a free agent, so he doesn't... Office he, doesn't some work he doesn't want to look like he's going to cause a disruption. Yeah. And he's like, I think... Yeah, so he's got to be uh, up to his... He's going to mind the P's and Q's. My yeah, purpose was served. Him. He was like, my purpose was served. I got my... I got my... <laughs> It's like, does everyone forget he did wear socks that had cops or pigs with pigs. cop hats on them? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, exactly. forgot about that. I was like, that was kind of. That's right, I did. F you. And Tony Romo up for grabs Big now. Well. He's a free agent, possibly Ooh. getting traded. Romo the Clover. Romo the Homo. He's going to go to the Jets, I bet. He's going to be a Jet. The Jets just lost somebody. They, yeah. Uh, Traded for traded for, that uh, guy Brandon Marshall. They lost him. They let him go. Or did he yes. said, "Let me go." He said, "Get me out of this butt Shit fumbling." Place. Supposedly, the um, the arrest had nothing to do with it. Which that's not news to me. I mean, you know, every every NFL player is a convicted felon of some sort. Oh yeah, easily. Mets renew Cindergaard <laughs> for six hundred and five thousand dollars. Quite the quite the agent. That guy. <laughs> quite the, can I get that agent too? I'm a major league player. Yeah, you're getting half a million dollars. <laughs> this guy, I, I, I saw. House. I saw in Marlins Stadium. He was throwing 95 miles per hour in the ninth inning, and he started the game. He's a freak of nature. He's so long, and I think he lets go of the ball like a foot closer to your face, so you have like even less time to decide. And he's making under a million a year. That's that is those Mets. Well, Mets, New York, they're very generous when it comes to ticket giveaways. 
Yeah. Like the Yankees, yeah, not so true. much. If you're for service members, all get into any Mets game unless they did. I don't know if that's changed for free. Yankees are never going to do that. I mean, they, they, they still charge top dollar, even for the bleachers, I'm sure. Um, Mets have always been about uh, reasonable ticket prices. Agreed. You yeah. Know, I'm, 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 you know what's so amazing? And as I'm just looking through ESPN.com, you know how you get the advertisements on the side? And it yeah. knows what you've been Googling recently. And oh, mine, yeah. Mine is That's like so big, brother. Furniture yeah, made of wood. Yeah, I get wood. the cars all the time. Yeah, I get <laughs> porn. I, I mean, I, I get cars, too. <laughs> I get, I'm getting all this furniture made of wood. Made of wood and brawn. Because, you know, I'm like just looking online late at night like oh let's see what what can i buy i can buy a cool i can buy a cool tree trunk that you put in the corner of your room and then shelves on it for your books it's like oh that's masculine i'll put a tree trunk in my room yeah that's what i wanted deep into the uh, google images hole yeah it's ridiculous never ending never ending and that <gasps> Oh, wait a second. Who was in the pack? Wally Joyner, failed douche. Uh, Jose Rijo, Roger McDowell, and the one and only Doc. Dwight Gooden. Dwight. A Mets legend. Hall of Famer. I think that might be the second Doc. He had sex with my wife. Yes. Don't some of his cards even say Doc Gooden? Oh, yeah, probably. Doc. He, that was like Dr. J. Yeah. Yeah. And that. Well, boys, this has been a wonderful show. I'm glad, I'm glad we all got back in the saddle. We talk weekly round. We have hours of, of, of staff meetings at the podcast so with interns and coffees yep, and yep. people running around and weekly coordinating meetings. Mike's schedule and John's mind. We finally got to pull it off so I just want to say thank you so much for listening. A pleasure. This week in history brought to you by the podcast. Brought to you by the podcast. So a pleasure to have the full gang back in the saddle tonight. One saddle, one horse, three guys. You do the math. It gets a little weird. But everything's fine. Tweet us at the underscore Swear. podcast. From the Chancellor of bringing back the Deutschmark, Michael Muscardi, to the man who is building a wooden tree out of brawn and brine and steel, Jonathan Assinger, to the man who still rents at 35 and hopes to catch up with his friends soon, I am Matthew Clark, saying good night, everybody. Any of you guys see a plane last night? Got to be. Yeah, I saw a tattoo. I just decided not to tell anyone. What's that? Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip That started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour A three-hour tour The weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the middle would be lost the middle would be lost The ship set ground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle With Gilligan, the skipper too A millionaire and his wife A movie star, the professor and Mary Ann
here on Gilligan's Isle. So this is the tale of our castaways, they're here for a long, long time. They'll have to make the best of things, it's an uphill climb. The first mate and his skipper too will do their very best to make the others comfortable in the tropic island nest. No phone, no lights, no motor car, not a single luxury. Like Robinson Crusoe, it's primitive as can be. So join us here each week, my friend, you're sure to get a smile from seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Island.